I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How are you? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Been doing some gardening. Yes, that's true. And that always invigorates my spirit. Oh. Um, This wasn't meant to be a, a sequitur. You know, the opposite of a non-sequitur. Anyway, into our topic, but uh, we've got, I planted a magnolia tree in the Mm -hmm. front that I'm very excited about. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll have matching trees with our neighbor. Our neighbor also has a magnolia tree. Yeah, but ours will probably be better uh, because I'm better. I mean, it's smaller. It's definitely smaller than theirs. For now. Yes. But when I chop theirs down out of spite. Oh, okay. No, I would never do that. If that happens, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. But, uh, you know, it's spring. Spring, uh, I think, has more or less fully sprung. Okay. Um, and I was talking about this the other day because I was driving uh, BB home from school. And it always seems to me like I never notice the budding leaves and stuff. And it's like barren, 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 poof, green. And yeah. like everything. It always feels like overnight all the leaves come out. Mm-hmm. And it's always very surprising. But I think that has to do with uh, lack of attention to detail. I think so. Okay. So what are we talking about this week? Uh, something that is actually fairly detail-oriented. Oh, no. Family trees. Okay. Like the trees that family have in their yard? No. No. I know what a family tree is. I know you know I know what a family tree is. What's the, is it Chapin? What's the family tree song that BB Yeah, Tom Chapin. How's it going? Uh, We're a family and we're a tree. Our roots grow deep down in history. From my great-great-grandmother reaching up to me, we're a green and growing family tree. Beautiful. Oh, that was lovely. Thank so you. So a family tree is like genealogy. It's a way to like track yeah. who you're related to. Right. So, okay. It's a chart, right, that represents family relationships over the course of many generations. Um, and today we'll be talking mostly about family trees relating to people. But this kind of structured diagram is used in fields of medicine and social work and botany and zoology. And in those cases, family trees are typically referred to as genograms and can track like hereditary medical conditions or, you know, dog breeding for Queen Elizabeth. Right. right. Okay. See, that would be very useful because now as parents, there's a lot, and then, you know, just general human beings going to the doctor where people are like, and is there a family history of this and this and this? And it's like, I don't know, man. And like, I'll call my dad and be like, dad, is there a family history of this? And he's like, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, I guess at that point, if we're f- filling out stuff for like, say, our kids, if it's something well, we that shouldn't we fill have. it out for other people's kids. I mean, that'd be I wild. Mean, instead of instead of ourselves. Oh, okay. If it's stuff that we have or that we know our parents have, that counts. But farther back than that, I don't know how. We're not worried about if like great great granddad had tuberculosis or something. No. Okay. Tuberculosis is a communicable disease, not a hereditary. Yeah, condition. communicable from parent to child. No. Nope. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible not, the way it works. Not that way. Ugh. It's not hereditary. And there's a. Um, 
There's a history of tuberculosis in my family, and <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah, because it's not true. What? That's a lie. Is that Excuse why it's me. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you impugn my honor? Okay, so great family trees. Yes. In the world of like noble families and like ruling dynasties, you you can imagine that record keeping is pretty like important. Sure, right? I've seen I've Tracing seen a knight's tale. I know exactly. Lines. Yeah, yeah. You need to be able to compete in the joust. So there's evidence from ancient Egyptian ruling dynasties that they recorded from the beginning of the Pharaonic era. So that's 3000 BCE to the end of the Ptolemaic Ptolemaic. Sure. Uh, kingdom in roughly 30 BCE. That sounds impressive, right? But what? we're going to get to why it may not be exactly. Oh, my. Okay. Uh, so Roman clans and family lineages were also very important because they dictated your place in society, right? So it wasn't just about bloodline. It was about social status as Cast. well. Yeah. The caste system. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, and there are lots of... Um, different areas that have like an oral tradition that you can, you know, for example, members of the Kaita dynasty of Mali learned to recite their oral pedigrees since the um, the 14th century. So it's, it's like long. way back there. And, much. you know, if you've ever been to maybe you've been to a church service. Uh, that uses the Bible Like the genealogy. stuff? Exactly. The bagats. Exactly. So that's usually when they take Jesus's family and they trace it all the way back to King David, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. King David begat such and such and such and such begat such and such. Blah, exactly. blah, 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 blah. Exactly. Jesus. Um, but here's the thing, right? They're not always very accurate. No. It really depends on who was in power and who was writing it and who they wanted to decide that they were linked to. And, you know, the idea of like even oral traditions get like telephoned over the years. Right. Um, well, so I think the thing is, is like there's two different ways it's inaccurate. Right. right. The inaccuracy of. Oh, it changed over time and warped and maybe this. Was, but then there's also like straight up and down, as you were saying, the people are like. We don't want this guy to be king anymore. We want this guy to be king now. So exactly. we've like made up his like he's the second cousin once removed to this lineage. So he has a claim to the mm -hmm. throne. Anyways, we've uh, killed the king and now he's the king. Don't worry about it. It's totally fine. Yes. And also records can be incomplete. Um, the Romans took a big break for record keeping, especially at the end tired. of the classical antiquity period, they right? They the vacation. They were like, we don't want to write stuff. You know how hard, we got to carve stuff into everything. <laughs> this is really hard, you guys. We don't want to write everything down. Right. And then also there are like hostile takeovers where um, one of the things that you could do if you were taking over someplace is to burn all their records. Sure. Yeah. The Was that the Library of Alexandria? That was a big thing? That was a big thing. That was, that was a, big, a big, thing. big thing. What a what a reductive statement I just made. <laughs> you know, the burning of the Library of Alexandria, that was a thing, right? It, oh. it also happened during the American Civil War. Sure. A lot of the records in the South were burned. And so it's it's not always you need to take these things with a grain of salt. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Like when my dad tells me that we are related to Herbert J. McElroy, the purser on the Titanic. Yes. May, yeah, sure. Maybe. He's got a last name, McElroy. Chance, who knows, right? And it's like, yeah, we could probably trace that back. But you know what's more interesting? The story. Now, here's when it becomes a problem. Okay. Becomes a problem 
when someone uh, claims access or relation to uh, a, let's say, a marginalized group without any actual documentation or uh, testing or proof. Yes. And also, we'll get into that a little bit later. Okay. Um, so... One time, my grandmother on my oh. mom's side said that we were descended from King Henry VIII. Oh. And I have no idea if that's true or not. I, mean, I have no idea. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It, yeah, occasionally I'll bust it out and be like, yeah, my grandmother told me that. Never once have I been like, so it's time to buy a ticket to England. <laughs> Stake my claim. Stake my claim. It's time to get over there and be like, hey, I'm not saying I should be king, but I'll take Duke. Uh, I'll take. I'll just take a lordship if you guys just want to give me a nice room in the castle or whatever. <laughs> that would be fine. I would never do that. I mean, I would do it for if someone paid me and I filmed it as like a as like a punked. As like a no punked. No, it's true. My grandmother told me. <laughs> Why would she lie? <laughs> okay, so really, um, there's no evidence to show when the first historical family tree was created, mm-hmm. right? But most historians agree that the image of the tree has origins in medieval spiritual artworks. Yeah, that makes sense. So they were all over uh, the, the those medieval kids. Oh. They they loved the tree as a symbol. They loved symbolism in general in their art. Indeed, which they be- borrowed from the pagans. Duh. One example being the Norse mythology tree, right, is a very famous yeah, the, the, genealogy tree. Well, and there's also very prevalent in Norse of, like, I believe it was Odin was, like, crucified on a tree or something, something his like blood that. fed it and that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. Tree of Life is another one. Y- Indeed. Y- Yggdrasil, yes. I think it is, if I remember correctly, from uh, God of War. That is correct. The Tree you, of the Universe? Got it. The Tree yeah. of the Universe. Um, and so in the later medieval period, this is when nobility started adopting the the tree as the symbol of lineage, right? Using branches of the tree to record relations. And by Probably the 18th century. Probably because it got confusing. Yeah, if definitely. If you're just like, wait, hold on. Who married who? Wait, mm-hmm. their cousin? Yeah, those branches were just going to wrap them around each other for a while because they're cousins and they got married. So don't worry about it. Uh, And by the 18th century, these family pedigrees were absolutely referred to as family trees, Mm -hmm. right? They appear in titles of paintings and in, you know, needlework, naming it as a family tree and things like that. Um, But a lot of people would usually just kind of like write it down in the family Bible, right? The first couple pages. Um, Also where they put shopping lists. No. No. No, probably not. Secret recipes? Yes. Yeah, maybe okay. those. Okay, maybe great. those. Um, and so, you know, there's different ways of doing the family tree. You can you can definitely do a tree-like symbol, but also charts yeah. count as trees, you right? You do brackets, brackets and have them compete against each other to see who's the best <laughs> one. Maybe not. No? Um, but the fun thing with the tree is all the jokes that it provides. Like, yeah, my family tree has some bad apples, right? Something like that, you oh, know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I feel like you didn't really appreciate that. I feel like that was... <laughs> I felt like that was rather low-hanging fruit. <gasps> oh! Oh! That's why I married her, folks! That's my wife! She made a worse joke than I made! And she's so pleased with herself, just like I am! Oh! This is why I married her! I love her so much. Okay, back back to the show. I don't want to anymore. I just want to talk about the joke that you made and how proud I am. Okay. So just because your family tree isn't 
100% accurate. Doesn't mean it's not meaningful. I don't, I don't want to insinuate that to anyone. Um, but a lot of the things that you see that maybe are inaccurate, it would be, it's very interesting to figure out. For example, why is this name spelled differently from the other names? Sure. Why is this person cross out, right? Um, and that's, that is part of the family history that isn't necessarily written in the family tree, but is really great to find out. Well, so, and this is the thing, uh, to, to go back to what I touched on earlier, it's what I think family trees are great for stories, Absolutely. Right. And this is the thing of like looking back and be like, oh, what went on there? And oh, this was connected to this. Right. And I think everybody always has a moment when they're doing any kind of genealogical research where they find out they're related to like Teddy Roosevelt or whatever. And they're like, mm-hmm. whoa. Right. Great for stories, not for entitlement. Right. Yes. Like a family tree to be able to say like, ah, so now because I had a relation who was a person of color, now I have access to such and such. And such. It's like, no, 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 no. You still don't have that life experience. You still don't have that thing going on. That's not how that works. But for marginalized groups, it is a really great thing to be able to use like these websites, right? Like the Ancestry.com. Sure. Right. Or the DNA test kits. Now you got to be careful with that. You do. You do. But I'm saying for purposes of learning. So these websites have really bloomed in popularity over the last... Bloomed? Ah. Over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, And so it is really interesting to maybe your family was relocated forcibly, right? Um, And you don't know where your ancestors come from. This is a real, it's a really great tool to be able to place um, physically, right, where the people come from. It doesn't give you a lot of opportunity as far as like cultural representation, but a lot of places you can physically to a region figure out where people come from. Um, And also People reach out to uh, Ancestry.com and those other things, like I said, to find maybe medical histories um, or maybe, like you said, potential historical connections that they didn't know about. Um, So the Internet is full of stories uncovering uh, people and their family stories that they would never have found otherwise. For example, you can discover that your great-great-grandfather started a, a school for orphans. Or that, you know, somebody has celiac disease in your family. That's something that is very important to you now, right? So there are lots of different reasons. I would love to find a family tree of my family and, like, in the 1820s, be like, yeah, great, 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 great grandpa, uh, you know, Travis McRoy, the first, whatever, wrote, I don't like eating rolls, makes my tummy rumble. (laughs) Would make me so happy. That would make me wicked happy. Oh, it would? Yeah, I don't have that problem. So to know how much my family has grown and overcome hardships, like rolls make his tummy rumble, to know that we've gotten stronger over time and no longer, well, except for Griffin. I don't know what Griffin's got going on. (laughs) Griffin took on the burden of any uh, dietary issues so that Justin and I could thrive in the world. That's how I see it. But do you? I mean, more than Griffin. More than Griffin. Yeah. You all, you you McElroy boys can make questionable food choices. That's different. 
questionable food choices is damage I'm inflicting <laughs> upon myself. It's not my insides rebelling against oh, me. It's okay. my insides doing the best they can with what I've given them. So um, in a minute, we're going to talk about myths and misconceptions if you want to start researching your family genealogy. Sure. But first, <laughs> I want to say a thank you note to our sponsor. Teresa, when we get married again. We're getting married again? I don't know. Who knows? The time is cyclical. Time's a flat circle. I mean, that when this universe restarts, right? Oh, yes. And eventually course. it comes back around and it's us 2.0. I, I say that. Who knows how many cycles we're on now, right? We don't need to get into that. When we get married again, okay. this time we should use Zola.com. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be much better. Do you think our former selves will remember all the trouble that we had without Zola? I think if we think hard enough about it on our deathbed, we'll remember. We'll okay. carry that with carry us. Carry it with right? us. Because Zola has free planning tools, and they're there uh, on all of our most important days, showing you where to start. Uh, planning every step along the way. They have venues, vendors, save the dates and invites, free wedding websites, and amazing registries, all designed by wedding experts for couples like us or you at home. Uh, and the Zola community is a place to share, celebrate, and vent with other engaged couples. They know exactly what you're going through, right? So you, they can relate to you. Um, and it's just an amazingly convenient and helpful uh, experience you go through. So if you want to, you can do like us and keep all of your information in a tattered spiral notebook. Or if you want to, you can have an easier time and go to Zola.com. And it wasn't tattered when we bought it. I can't stress that enough. We didn't buy it at like an old magic shop and it was mysterious or whatever. It was a new notebook when we bought it. Anyways, for just engaged to the only thing left to do is say I do, Zola is here for all the days along the way. Just go to Zola, that's Z-O-L-A dot com slash schmanners. One more time, Z-O-L-A dot com slash schmanners. Hey there, beautiful people. I am your favorite authoress, Travel Anderson, of We See Each Other, a black trans journey through TV and film. You know this is supposed to be a promo for our show, Fanti, and not your book, right? It's called Multitasking. I can't with you right now. Travel and I have an award-winning show called Fanti that we both host, and it's a podcast where we dig into the complex and complicado mm -hmm. conversations about the gray areas in our lives. Perhaps there is a public figure of some sort, and you're like, oh, that person's so smart and so charming, but you're also like, oh, that person gets on my nerves. Okay, okay. You can catch us every week right here on Max Fun or wherever you get your Slayworthy audio. And you can watch us on the YouTube every Friday. That's Fanti. F-A-N-T-I. Since we reached our highest milestone during the Max Fun Drive, we are creating a Max Fun Foley library full of sound effects from your favorite hosts. The whole MaxFun community will be able to use it. So, what would you like it to feature? People high-fiving? Walking through mud? Chicken clucking? Jazz kazoo? Head to MaximumFun.org slash Foley. That's MaximumFun.org slash F-O-L-E-Y and submit your ideas. We're excited to make this silly thing together and even more excited to see what you all create with it. And thank you again for a great Max Fun Drive. Okay. Tell me about these misconceptions and yes. myths. Myths and misconceptions. Indeed. Um, the magazine, Family Tree Magazine, put together some really great and helpful tips and tricks. 
So here are a few of those. Don't believe records just because they are printed. Okay. I don't believe anything. Of course you don't. And I don't you believe sh- you. And you shouldn't. Are you there? Um, Who so knows? <laughs> certain court records. Okay. Or <laughs> I reached out and just... touched her. She's still here. She's real. <laughs> that was strange. Your fingers are cold. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, certain court records or other registrations are going to be very old and they're incomplete research. You know, they could have inaccurate sources or human error or, you know, you don't want to go on a wild goose chase after your great grandma's hidden pearls that don't actually exist. Oh, right? but don't you? Wouldn't that be fun? As long as you realize that the real pearls are the friends you make along the way, oh, then it's okay. Then it's okay. Um, so keep in mind, who is the author? When and where was this work published? And are there any sources cited? Mm, interesting. Um, also, you got to be careful about names. I'm sure that you yeah. have this. But like John McElroy, right? To be like, oh, it's the same last name. It's like, who knows? Man? Yeah. Um, remember that not all of it will be online because online sources are extremely helpful. That doesn't mean that they're the only source of information for your family or that they are true. Um, So it might be a good idea to actually visit someplace, maybe a courthouse of your hometown or or maybe even like go to an actual library and try and find books. Or you can go through their uh, microfilm of uh, newspapers. Microfiche. Bir- Microfiche. There's got to be a difference between microfiche. Microfiche or tiny fish. Fish. Uh, okay. Uh, and go through the old newspapers for like birth announcements and death announcements and stuff like that. Exactly. And then here is something that you alluded to earlier. Um, you're... There are not great grandmothers out there who were, quote, Cherokee princesses. Okay. okay. Um, for starters, no indigenous nations, especially in uh, the Americas, had royalty. Okay. okay? Uh, it's a very harmful myth that comes from the rebranding into Pocahontas, right? Okay. Uh, being touted as a, quote, Native American princess okay. to the Europeans. Got it. And just because they called her a princess doesn't mean that she wasn't an important person, right? It was a mistranslation sure. kind of deal um, because she was certainly an important person in her tribe, but not a princess. Um, it is possible that people have indigenous blood that is not recorded, right? We're not saying that people don't. We're, what we're saying is there's no indigenous royalty. I will stress enough, though, that if you find out that Somewhere down the line, you had an indigenous family member that you did not know about and has not been a part or whatever. That does not suddenly grant you access to every like hardship and every life experience and every opportunity that people who have experienced those hardships have experienced that kind of stuff. It's not something like, oh, my great great grandfather was indigenous. So. From now on, like, no, don't do that. Don't do it. That's completely separate from indigenous populations who were subjected to, um, like, schools or whatever that, like, took away their their culture. Um, Next. Okay. Uh, Next is if someone told you. Like, for instance, like we talked about earlier, you're, the courthouse was burned in, in the Civil War or whatever, right? Um, and it's true. There were a lot of places that have been destroyed by war, especially, like I said, in the American South. It was one of the tactics, right? Sure. If you dig a little, you might find that those records were reconstructed or reconstituted is what I wanted to say. Sure. Either one of those works. (laughs) Um, For example, there was a riot in 1884 
in a, and a fire that destroyed Cincinnati's own courthouse. <gasps> But, but that's where I live. That is where you live. Oh, man. But after that, citizens showed up with their deeds and marriage certificates to re-register uh, a lot of their things, right? Um, and so there might be other ways to uncover what it is you're looking for. Got it. Um, for example, uh-huh. if you're looking for a birth record, maybe that doesn't exist, but maybe there is like a baptismal record at a church sure, nearby. Sure, sure, sure. Right? Okay. Um, here's the next one. You probably don't actually have a family crest. What? The term crest is used interchangeably with coat of arms, but crest is actually part of the coat of arms. Neither, however, belongs directly to a surname. Instead, the right to use a coat of arms is granted to an individual and passed down to the legal male line descendants. Uh, But then how do you explain the McElroy family crest on my right shoulder blade? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I explain that as a fun picture that you relate to. This is the thing that I will say. Once again, right? It is a picture that I relate to that is not representative of me thinking I have any actual claim on Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. but more of just like, you know, I wanted... All of my tattoos tend to represent things. And that for me was like, I want a representation of family that's not like pictures of them or names or whatever. I wanted something more uh, abstract than that, right? So the family crest, dad likes to do a lot of research into like, oh, what's the Scottish McElroy thing? And what's the Irish McElroy thing? And what's mm-hmm. the, and it's just like, okay, great. This is a thing that's important to my dad. So I will get a tattoo of this. Once again, not gonna roll up to like, I think that there's a castle in like, Ulster or something in Ireland that was like the McElroy. I'm not going to roll up and be like, this is mine now. (laughs) Check the shoulder. Uh, If you are interested in a family crest maybe that your family has told you you are a part of, um, you can actually learn more at the website for the College of Arms, which is the Heraldic um, Authority for England, Wales, and Northern Ireland, where a lot of these uh, origins come from for family crests and coats of arms. Or just make up your own. Who cares? Yeah, and there are lots of places that will talk to you and draw some for you. I mean, they cost money, right? So don't get don't get suckered into uh, believing that yeah. this is like the one thing about your family because like you can go and talk to them and they'll design one for you. And frankly, much more interesting, I think, to research the sim the symbolism, the symbology mm-hmm. of coats of arms. They're very interesting. Yes. Plus, you get to say the phrase rampant on a field quite a bit, which is just fun. <laughs> so how how do you read a family tree? Left to right, up no, and down. It, it, okay. <laughs> so here here's what you should do, right? You should start with a person that you know, okay? Like for, you. For example, yes. If you start with yourself, start with yourself as the roots of the family tree, right? Uh-huh. And then go up backwards in time to the branches. You know what I mean? So like you ha- you know you and you know your parents and you probably know your parents' parents. Now wait, so you I'm start confused. With- I th- okay. <clears throat> if I'm the trunk, mm-hmm. right? You're the yeah, you're the you're the starting then point. Then the roots going down would be the family before me. Okay, and that's, the trunk going that's up. too much because you can do it either way. You can do it forwards in time or backwards in time. So let's let's try another one. Okay. Let's start with Shakespeare. Right? So if we start with Shakespeare, you then mean we Shakespeare. the myth that is Shakespeare, right? Uh, Am I right? Mm. Then you can do, 
you start with Shakespeare at the bottom, bottom, yeah. and then you can do Shakespeare's wife and children going up, and then their children going up, and sure. their children and their children. You can do it that way. That's a great way to do a family tree if you know all those pieces. I'm if just you, saying I like the image of if I'm the trunk, right? Okay. And going up is everybody that comes after me. Going down is everyone that comes before me. And then you turn that on your side, and it's a bracket, like we were talking like, and who's that winning in the middle? It's me. I'm the one remaining in the middle. It's me. Hi, I'm the winner. It's me. Okay. (laughs) Okay, but my, my point is that you can start it either way, and it's best to start it with the one person that you know for sure. Me. Sure. I know I exist and I'm related you, to you, me. You do know that. I know it. Um, if anyone is, tries to tell me I'm not related to me, they better have some strong proof to prove it. Here's a helpful hint. Here is something called the G rule. And here's how the G rule goes. So uh, the G in a relative's name can be used to decipher how many generations you are. For example, grandparents, that word has one G. So there's one generation between you. Okay. Great grandparent, right? Two G's, two generations. Great, 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 right? It goes up and up like now that. Now what if I call him Grand Grand? Huh? Mm, uh? That's a nickname. Oh. Anyway. And grands and greats get tricky with siblings. Okay. For example, there is no such thing as a great uncle. It's, They're called a grunkle. It's technically a grand uncle. What? Yes. Um, because the siblings of your grandparents, grandparents, are your grand uncle, grand aunt. Sure. Okay. Um, and so because great is above generationally grand. Yeah. Because you have great grand. Everything you're saying makes sense. You're saying the words too much and they're, am, they're yeah. losing meaning from it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So then it's the same thing about your nieces and nephews, right? Um, your mom's sister is your aunt. Right. Your grandma's sister is your great aunt. And your great grandma's sister is your great grand aunt. Wait, so my grandma's sister is my grand aunt, right? Yes. Okay. And then there's great grand aunt. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Okay. And, and how so, do the cousins once removed work? I'll, I'll go into that. Oh, so boy. if your nephew has a daughter, that kid is your grand niece. Great. Uh huh. And then if no, I they. I shouldn't say great. That's confusing. If, Understood. If they have a kid, that's your great grand. Sure. Okay. Niece. Yes. So it goes it goes like that. Okay, so cousins. Uh-huh. So we well, let's start with your aunt and uncle's children are your cousins. Right. Okay. And then their children are your first cousin your second cousins. Okay, great. Okay. The children after that are third, right? So that's how that goes with the removed that means um, that, okay. It's confusing. Just describes how many generations apart people are. So let's, let's start at the same point, okay? You have grandchildren and also great-grandchildren. Okay. Your granddaughter is your great-grandson's first cousin once 
removed because she is the first generation of cousins and your great-grandson is one generation away from her. Therefore, she's his first cousin once removed. So if you are talking about your progeny, Uh there's no removing. Okay. It has to do with a generation over. Okay. Sure. That sort of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There are lots of charts and software that you can download online. Oh, thank God. To help you properly track and figure out who is who in your family. I'm still me, though, right? Yes, always. You are always you. Thank God. So do you have any true stories to share I don't know, about man. your genealogy? I don't know, dude. Uh... The person on the Titanic? Nah. Is, I mean, honestly, that's the best I got. Well, for example, I know a lot more about my mother's family than I do about my father's family, simply because my father, I would describe as a stoic, right? He doesn't yeah. really tell many stories about that. I would describe him as a stork. He's mm. very tall and lanky. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I know that my mother's mother, which is my grandma, was a first-generation German immigrant. So her parents came over on a boat from Germany, and she was born in the U.S. Cool. I know that. Um, About my grandfather, so my maternal grandfather, I know that there was some um, restructuring of surnames because at one point somebody got in trouble, Mm. either with the law or with their community. Right. So I know that there is like a hiccup in there because they needed to get away. Mm. I like to live in the now. I don't really care about the past. It doesn't have any effect on me. Uh, (laughs) Okay. You know, it's like, who cares? Like, what am I doing? I know the answer is like, the answer is, is that I don't know a lot about, like, I, grandparents, Mm -hmm. some about great grandparents that I met and then passed there, I don't really know. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's just a lot of separation from that generation, like, from uh like the like I know my great grandmother on both sides I met them mm-hmm. but I didn't know any of their siblings right I didn't oh, know okay. beyond that they just didn't really uh, associate with them and communicate with them I don't know why that's part of your family history too I guess yeah I just I like to live in the now uh, I don't know much but you know what speaking of the now. Now is the time when we say thank you to everybody. It is the time. I want to say thank you to our researcher, Alex, without whom we would not be able to make the show. I want to say thank you to our editor, Rachel, without whom we would not be able to make the show. And I want to say thank you to you for listening. We make this show so that you enjoy it. And we really appreciate that you're here. Um, let's see. What else, Teresa? Who else do we thank? We always thank Brent, Brental Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. We also thank Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. If you love to give and get excellent advice from other fans, go ahead and join that group today. Um, always, we are taking topic submissions. We're taking, I would love to do another idiom show. Yeah, me if we, too. If we have enough idioms, because we use them a lot. Um, and so you can send those to our Gmail, which is schmannerscast at gmail.com. And make sure that you say hi to Alex, because she reads every single one. 
Uh, we also want to say uh, a couple bits of information you should have. Next week, we're doing uh, some Adventure Zone and My Brother, My Brother and Me shows. Uh, we're going to be in San Jose, California on April 27th doing Adventure Zone with Abria Iyengar. On April 28th, we're in San Jose again doing My Brother, My Brother and Me. And on April 29th, we're in Denver doing My Brother, My Brother and Me as well. Uh, you can get those tickets at bit.ly slash McElroy Tours. Uh, and that's going to do it for us. So join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Schmanners, Schmanners. Get it? MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.